Hello, I'm Natalie Stout. And I'm CG England. Welcome to the Roommates Podcast, where we talk about being local business owners, small town life, and saying yes to new adventures. And today we're talking about, this is all my girl Natalie, learn how to handle your rope. <laughs> Natalie, hit it. <laughs> so, um, if as many of it... Many of you don't already know, um, this past year I have learned to rope calves. And um, so, of course, you know, me being a horse girl, you know, I'm definitely, you know, kicking this episode about roommates off with, uh, with you know. A, a roping analogy a that roping, you're going to have to explain to your non-horse. Which is probably 98% of you people out there listening. Um, so, you know, like I said, for over a year now, I've been learning how to rope. And let me tell you something, it is just incredibly hard and frustrating to learn how to swing a rope while riding a horse, doing Mach 90, chasing after a calf, and trying to throw a rope around its neck. And it's a moving target. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And, you know, so it's completely hard. And um, so one night, um, not long, uh, not long ago, really, um, I was having a very frustrating night of practice. And every time I come out of there, Clark is coaching me on something I need to work on. Because Clark is a professional. Yes, Clark is. <laughs> Clark was like number two in the nation in college rodeo. Guys, um, Clark is a big deal. Yeah, and you know, almost made it to the national rodeo finals. He is absolutely, and one of the things that makes him absolutely great is his attitude. Um, I'm a big believer in having a good attitude. We just yeah. talked about that on the last episode. So you know. you've got a good coach. I, have a, I mean, probably He's the like best. critiquing your and he, style. And he does it great. And okay. he absolutely is like, you know, he gives me certain things to work on, like two things to work on at a time. So it's not just overwhelming, you know. He's, he's actually missed his calling, but he does not want to coach people. So, you know, this is do not call him <laughs> and ask him for lessons. He's going to be like, no. Um, but so Clark was coaching me about something I needed to work on. And, you know, and so I'm, I'm out there and I'm roping and he, and, and I'm, I'm overthinking it. Cause you know, it's almost like a golf. I've told people like, and I know a lot of y'all out there probably can, the golf analogy, you know, you're working on your swing, you know, you're like a million different things before you actually hit the ball have to happen and go through your mind. It's the same with roping. Um, and so one night I'm sitting out there and I'm, I'm trying to get my rope in my hand and he said, just the most simple thing. He said, you have got to get better at handling your rope. No, and, duh. And I, <laughs> I was like, and he said, once you do that, he said, you've got this. You know, once you get better at handling your rope. And so it didn't hit me until a few nights later, I'm out practicing and I'm roping the dummy and I'm trying to work on what he told me to worry about, or which was handling my rope, which, you know, you've got your rope in your hand that you're swinging mm-hmm. and then you've got your other like the the coils in your hand that that and that's called your money hand. You would think it's your rope you're swinging, yeah, the loop, for sure. But it's where that hand, like your left hand, well, because since I'm right handed, uh-huh. your left hand is pointing to, and the coils and and, I, and Can again, I ask a dumb question. Yeah, go ahead. Okay, so you're swinging your rope in your right hand, and you mm-hmm. got your left hand money hand. Is that what's like you're giving yourself rope? Out of that hand? Yeah, you're actually, you feed, you you, you have to fit while you're swinging. There's a thing called feeding and like okay. the rope gets bigger because you feed yes. it. But those coils, like where you point that hand is like where your throw goes. And then like at the, also at the same time, you're holding reins to your horse. Oh my gosh. And, and going mock Yeah. And then you've got like slack. So you've got like extra rope kind of oh hanging. Gosh. And so anyway, so like I'm totally like, no, I'm, I'm, I'm like swinging my rope, but 
like I go to the box and everything when I go to rope, and that's where you back into. It's called the box where you put your horse into. Like, but I'm, I've got all this. I'm worried about all this rope in my hand, and so. Um, but I'm at practice and I'm roping the dummy, and all of a sudden it hits me because I start handling my rope good. I'm I'm not worried about like the extra coils and, but like I'm just I'm handling my rope. I'm learning how to handle it, you know. And I was like. You know what? He told me once I had this down, I had it, and I do. And wow. I need to learn how to handle my rope better in life. Here we like, go. It was like a life analogy. Right. You know, which just totally hits you. And, you know, and it's like, I need to learn to handle my rope better in life and in business. And it's like, you know, well, what does that analogy mean? You know, right. you're probably like, Natalie, like, you know, what Bring do you mean? Bring it home. Bring it home. Yeah. Well, it means you, have, you only have control over so much. But what you do have control over you need to practice, practice, practice until you master it. Yeah. Once you learn how to handle your rope, catching becomes that much easier. Dang, that's deep. It was deep for me. <laughs> I mean, I was just like, which Clark is really like, I didn't know you were going to go there. I just was like, you'll need to learn how to handle your rope. <laughs> but it's true. Like, handle what you can handle. And Worry about what you can. What you can do. Because, you know, I can't. I can't worry about that what the calf, yeah, and I can't worry about what the calf's going to do because the calf's going to do what it's going to do. But if I know how to handle my rope right, I'm going to be able to catch that calf, yeah. whether it goes right, whether it goes left. Like if I'm again knowing how to handle your rope, and so That's so good, and, and and then it's like, what is your rope? You know, well, let's say your rope is marketing. You know, mm-hmm. you can control how much you spend, you can control what kind of content you put out there, and how you do it. And, you know, it it gets easier, you know, to get people through the door, you mm-hmm. know, your marketing, you know, it's like that's, that's, if if your rope is marketing, you know, like I said, you can, you can do it a million different ways of what your quote unquote rope can be, you know, your rope can be your, your product, mm-hmm. like roommates and CG's. I mean, w- what is it your clients want CG like from CG's boutique? Right. Like, you know, y- you know what your clients want at this point in business. Right. And you know what sells and what doesn't. Right. I mean, so, yeah. you know, you, you, right or wrong. It's true. And and what I love doesn't always sell. We have like a joke. Oh, running joke. Like if I love it. And if I love it. It's not going to, it'll sell eventually, but it's not going to sell out in a day. On the sale rack. Yeah. I mean, I can't tell you how many things CG has bought that, and actually now, if I come in and CG absolutely loves something and she's like, oh, my gosh, you're going to love this, and I do, and we're both like, this is amazing. Oh, CG what? starts to go, it's not going to sell. It's not going to sell. Yeah. I, it's the weirdest thing. I, and, yeah. and I feel like we both have great style, and I feel like we have different body types. So, like, it looks kind of mean, yeah. but it's just kind of funny. It's one of those things, you know. Um, but I don't buy things for myself at my store. I mm-hmm. buy things for my customers. And when I'm at market, you know, I see things and I think of customers like by name specifically. Kathy will love this. Amanda will love this. Aaron's going to love this. Katie's going to buy that. Like, I can see my customers in it. And, and new people will come in and they'll say, oh, my gosh, do you just have one of everything? And I always say no. I don't because I don't love everything in here because this Uh isn't, I'm not doing this for me. I'm doing this for the women in this community. So, you know, you got to have different, different styles, different prints, different sizes, different, just 
genres of clothing, yeah. you know. And, you know, CG's was one of the first boutiques in Cookville that had, you know, a plus-size section or yeah. curvy size, curvy, as you call, call it. Curvy. curvy, you know, like a boutique that – and you have a great selection of we curvy do. clothes. We have pretty much as many curvy racks as we do. Well, you've always large. said it just – it, it, it was it was just as good, or and at one point wasn't it a better seller than yeah? Then? And I mean, the average woman in the U.S. is a size fourteen. The average woman in the southeast is a sixteen. Did so, not know that. Yeah. So what am I doing? Like, if I'm not selling to the largest demographic of women in the southeast, so what am I doing? But so. you learned that, you know. Yeah. You learned that that is, you know, you you learned that, mm-hmm. and you know, um, and then we introduced, you know, tween and. We introduce different things, but yeah, you've got to, you know, you've got to figure out like, what am I doing? What am I selling? Who am I selling to? Right. I'm not just playing dress up at market when I go. Well, and two, it's, you also got to have items that, you know, you necessarily don't make a lot of money off of. Yes. But, but you, you got to have them. You got to have them to bring people through the door. Mm-hmm. And then they'll pick up other things that they didn't know that you had or that they needed even, you know. Yes. Like that's that's a huge thing. I know that like CG's does that. CNS Farms does that. Um, Clark and Shara, they, they sell milk and cheese and, mm-hmm. you know, certain things, even eggs. Like they don't make... <sighs> I wish that I could shop there. Uh, well, you can when you're in Smithville. That's true. Yeah. That's true. And well, they also do deliveries to the Realty Firm weekly. I oh, bet you don't know that. I didn't know yeah. that. Yeah, no problem. We'll hook okay. you up. Okay. But yeah. again, they started doing these things, and and I would hear you know Clark say like, "Well, this isn't necessarily, but but it brings people through the door." Yes. And then they're going to look at a steak, and then they're going to look at you know yes. some meat. It's the same with you. Like you might not make that much money off this set of earrings, or right. you know you may have gotten this stuff that it's like. I'm not, it's not really a big money maker, but mm-hmm. it will bring a whole new demographic. Yeah, I think of my beet tan, my self-tanner. Yeah. Right? I'm a clothing store, but I've found this amazing self-tanner that's all natural, and it's like you cannot mess it up, and it doesn't stink, and it's not sticky, and it doesn't stain. It's awesome. And so um, I got that product, and that has brought in customers that have never been in my store before specifically to get beet tan. Well, then they're in there, and they see something else. Right. So you got to have some some different types of product to right, get in a different right. type of customer. And, you know, you're, and you know, let's go back to, you know, let's bring this right back to my roping analogy. Cause, you bring know, it back. It's very important to me right now, love. <laughs> but, you know, and you're not going to make the perfect catch every time. Mm-mm. And that's not the way business works. I mean, I feel like as much as we've talked about success with these episodes and podcasts, we have talked a lot about the failures because and, and the learning experiences, as we like to call them as well, because that's what matters, you know, like it's, you know, it, it may not be perfect every time, but you're going to figure it out, mm-hmm. you know, and well, then, you know, ahead. yeah, like, and then, you know, roommates, let's go into that. Yeah. You know, tell us about that, Sage. So we're going to be learning a lot. Obviously, we keep saying that over and over. And for this first sale that's coming up in April, you know, I bought a variety of things. So every couch isn't cream ivory. Every chair isn't uh, gray linen. Like, we've got some green velvet stuff, and we've got some pink velvet stuff. Not a lot, but we've got some prints and some these really cool, like, dog statue things. And it was so funny at market because I'm like, 
if that doesn't sell, I'll just buy it. <laughs> like, because, well, the, the flexibility that we have with roommates is I'm not buying 12 of them. Right. I'm buying one of We're them. We're buying a small selection. Yeah. And that's, that's, the, that's the urgency to get there, yes. to get there that morning. That's the whole point. To be there yeah. and be ready to buy. Yeah. You know? I don't have to sell six green velvet love seats. I got to sell one. Right. So... I, and I wanted to have enough, um, I follow other business models that are doing this and it seems like they just stick with one color palette or they stick with this one does farmhouse. And then the one in New Orleans is like funky, eclectic, hot pink zebra, but they don't have anything neutral. And then the next one is more like, um, just like grass cloth and linen and, and like, they just look the same, and I right. want people to come and say, "Ooh, I like that leopard print ottoman." Yeah, but I'll I take also that. like this very muted gray linen accent chair. Right. So I feel like we've got a great collection, and and we have to learn what our customer wants. Yeah. So we needed a little bit of everything to see. Okay, that's going to sell great, and then we might have to mark that down. Yeah, exactly. So. I mean, you know, and that's that's. That's the best part of it yeah. is that we're going to learn, and we know that going into it yeah. is that we're going to we're going to be able to learn. And you know, going back, you know, again, circling back around to the topic, you know, your rope can also be your attitude and your emotions. In real estate, I feel like my rope is like the old saying. <laughs> I'm at the end of my rope most at the days. End of my rope, you know, because again, you know, in real estate, we run into, you know, you, you know, it's like I tell people, like, you know, they're like, oh, you sold that house in a day. I'm like, no, we got a contract. We got a contract. It ain't over. It's not over. There's a lot of a lot of hoops to jump through, mm-hmm. and so you know, as a realtor, you got to keep your emotions in check and keep your clients calm not get overexcited or lose faith that the perfect buyer or the house isn't right around the corner. Mm-hmm. You know, you've got to keep that faith and you've got to keep, because it's a struggle. It's a process, you know, well, in real if estate. if you're in a tizzy, that's not going to help your client no. at all. Like they're, they, they're looking at you as like their gauge. Yes. They want to know you are calm. Mm-hmm. They want to know that you know what you're doing and that, you know, and that's, and you got to keep a level head. And, you know, when things start to fall apart in a transaction, as they often do, we got to keep the same, like, you know, just like roping. We got to keep the same swinging momentum to keep the deal flowing mm-hmm. and everyone calm and collected. You know, that's just part of the job because, you know, again, we can only control what we can control and that's us and our emotions and our attitude. Like in, in yeah. real estate, I really feel like that's the rope of, you know, like I said with you, I feel like in CGs it's more your rope is your your product, mm-hmm. your, you know, the the latest trends, what you're carrying, you know. And again, I feel like with me it's more of the attitude and kind the of emotions. emotions. Yeah. Because it is such an emotional process. Yeah. You know. Well, and I feel like it goes back to what we've said in previous episodes being positive. And, you know, if if this deal is just uh, you know, it's just everything's going wrong. They don't need to see you no, get upset. feeling that or getting upset. No. You need to be like, guys, it's going to be fine. Yeah. This didn't work out. We're just going to go on to plan B. And, you know, a lot of times I tell people, listen, there is a reason, and I believe this full heartedly, oh, yeah. in real estate even, there's a reason this house didn't work out. Yes, there's a better one coming. There's a better one but coming. your client has to believe that. Yeah, and I believe that. So I, I full heartedly am able to tell my clients, like, listen, just because this didn't work out, 
it's setting us up for something better. Yes. And a lot of times that'll be like, if it's a seller and the next contract, they get a higher price. Yes. Or the next house, they get better offer, they get better terms. And it's like, I see, I told you. wholeheartedly believe you know? that philosophy. Or if it's a buyer and they lose that perfect house, it's like, this was not meant for it you. It wasn't meant for you. If it was meant for you, we'd be under contract yes. right now. You know, yes. and and so that's, I, I love that part of my job is yes. because I wholeheartedly believe in it and I believe that, you know, I, something better is going to come along. And you've been doing it long enough to like say, guys, trust me, I've seen this happen. It's over and better. over. I mean, thousands and thousands. Of, I don't even yes. know how many transactions I've done over the years, yes. thousands and thousands, but I've seen it just always work. I've never seen somebody get a house and all the transactions I've done. And say, well, this is terrible. Right. And it didn't work out. Even of all the naysayers, you know, and I've worked with some people sure. who are some, just some Debbie Downers. It's part of it. Yes. You know, that life never goes their ways, Eeyores. Yeah. You know, but I've never had anybody be like, this house is terrible. I wish I'd have never bought it. Wow. Like, I've never had that That's happen. Good. I have never had that happen. So I, I feel 100% about that. And, you know, again, let's take it right back around to, you know, in business, Figure out what's your rope. In life. In life. What's your rope? What can you control? What are you focusing on? And ask yourself that question. And sometimes, <laughs> this is the best, sometimes you just got to get a new rope because you've worn the old one out. Dang. You know? Sometimes you just got to throw that old rope that you've worn out because you've caught too many calves with it. you put it in the dirt too many times. Like, new rope. It's done. And you know what? Again. New rope can be new attitude. Yeah. New rope can be new product. Gosh. New rope can be, you know, shifting from that failure to this new detail. Like, I'm gonna throw that old rope away and I'm focusing on this new rope. Natalie, this was so good and so deep. So you didn't think that rodeo and roping could get this deep. I but, really didn't. And I really gotta go back again and give Clark a huge shout out. Shout out to his college coach who taught them. Um, coach Luthy was his name at Martin. Um, where he went to school because all of his rodeo, um, all of his classmates, all of the people who, his teammates, they all still go back to all these things that like that coach taught them wow. and helped them with, which is their attitude. And then look, they're passing it on. And they're passing it and on. And now you've passed it on. Now I've passed it on to everybody who's listening. Like, what a I hope, legacy. I know. And I hope you guys all got a little bit of education on roping. You know, again, <laughs> know please, don't, please don't be messaging Clark for roping lessons. He will like, be like, no. Um, but again, you know, once you get used to handling your rope in life and business, everything else falls into place. That's good. And I think that's a great place to stop episode yes. 15. That was really, really good. And guys, we are having so much fun doing these. We look forward to talking with you guys again. And by the time you guys hear our next episodes, we will be giving you the dish on how yes. the first sale went. Yes, yes. Oh my gosh, I'm so excited. I'm so excited. Guys, everybody, we are so excited. And thank you so much for tuning in. And we are just loving talking to you all. Yeah, y'all have a great day. Thanks, guys. Thanks for joining us today. We'll chat with you again next week.